Hey, this is Pastor Bob Stephen, lead pastor at Pursuit Church SA, and this is our podcast. Listen, would you take a minute to share and subscribe to this podcast? Also, we would love to connect with you, so please visit us at PursuitChurchSA.com or on any of our social media pages. Now, here's this week's message. We hope it blesses your life. You know, today we are here to honor fathers, uh, and whether you know your biological father um, stuck around or not, uh, doesn't change the fact that God got you here through the father that he chose to get you here through, you know? And we want to take a moment and just, you know, honor our biological dads. Amen, amen. You know what? We also want to honor the men who chose to be father figures. Right. Whether they're stepdads, amazing stepfathers, mentors, maybe it was a coach, maybe it was a neighbor, a teacher, someone who chose to step into that role of being a father to you. We also want to honor them today and tell them happy Father's Day. Absolutely. So whatever title they may have held, we want to honor men who chose and who choose to carry the role of father. So happy Father's Day. Yeah, happy, happy Father's, Father's Day. Day. Yes. And to get started, Pastor Karen, would you, would you pray for us? I would be honored to pray for us. Heavenly Father, we love you so much. We know your spirit has been here. You've been calling us to worship. We answered the call, and we just want to tell you that we love you. Lord, I just pray a special blessing over every man in this house, over every person in this house. But Father, today is the day we honor the men, the fathers. So, Father, I bless them in the name of Jesus, and we thank you, Lord, that you are all of our Heavenly Father. We bless you. We bless the word that comes out of our mouths today. Let it be encouraging and edifying to the hearer. And Father, let us speak what you would have us speak and nothing more. And let it change us all from the inside out in the name above all names, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 So if you haven't noticed, it's Father's Day and you're wondering, why is she up there? I'm not a dad, but um, we're doing things a little different today. We thought we would kind of change it up a little bit and, and just let it be a little bit more... I don't know, maybe just different, a different kind of day. And um, this amazing man right here, our pastor, he is my pastor. He's my husband, but he's also my pastor. And he's our pastor in this house. And because he's considered the father of this house, I thought it would be fun to ask him to share some of his thoughts on fatherhood and our heavenly father. So we're going to do a little Q&A today, a little different. So are you guys ready? You ready to hear from him? Let's go. Let's get this started. All right. So my first question. This is my first question. You ready? I think I'm ready. Let's, let's find out. <laughs> okay. The first question is, what was one of those oops moments that you had as a young dad? Oh, my goodness. So many. So many. Which one do I choose? No. You know, I, I remember one. You know, one of my daughters was playing in the front yard, and she fell down. And, of course, I rushed over, you know, see if she was okay, you know, so that part was okay. But then I get to her, and I say, you know, I didn't see any blood or anything. It's like, I guess, you know, guess she was all right. So I said, I'll just get up, shake it off, just as, uh, as I see she, but she said, Dad, my, my foot's kind of hurting. I go, I'll just walk it off, just walk it off. Well, she couldn't walk it off. <laughs> as a matter of fact, we ended up having to take her to the doctor, and sure enough, after an x-ray, it was broken. Ooh, dad of the year. <laughs> That's a good one. Oops. Talk about an oops. <laughs> oops. 
<laughs> okay, next question. What does being the spiritual leader of the home look like? Wow, that's a, that's a really big question. But you know what? Whether you're a dad or actually, I, you know, I would even talk to the, the single moms or, or I would even talk to you if you're just single and you're just leading yourself. All of these, what I'm going to say, I think really applies. The spiritual leader for a, for a dad, for a man in your home, but also for anyone else is, first of all, you have to let God lead you first. That's good. Right? That's really good. You, you have to invest your own relationship with God. Because here's the thing, you can't lead someone else to a place you've never been. I'm going to need you to say that again. You, you can't lead someone else to a place that you haven't been to, right? It's really good. So if, if we talk about the spiritual leader of a home, um, you have to let God work with you. Work on your own walk. That's the very best thing you can do to be a spiritual leader. That's good. Um, you know, you spend some time in God's word, learning it for yourself. Spend some time in daily prayer. Spend some time praying for your family. If you're married, your marriage, your home, your kids. Then as you do that, what you'll find is that God will help you respond as the spiritual leader, right? Again, you cannot give what you do not have, right? If you want to pour out into others, your wife, your family, those that you have influence with, right? Even if you're a single person or if you are mentoring, fathering, mothering other people, the number one thing you can do to be a spiritual leader is to build your own foundation with God. That is the very best thing you can do. That's really good. And as you do that, then you set actually an example for those that you're in relationship with, right? Again, your wife, your kids, your, your friends, family, other people you're, you're involved with. Uh, and, and again, it actually goes beyond just the home. You, you can be a spiritual leader in your workplace. You can be a spiritual leader with your friends, with other family. Those same principles uh, apply no matter what. That's really good. So what I hear you saying is we press into God first, let him lead us so that we can lead others by example in every area. Absolutely. That's really good. That's good, babe. All right, my next question. What is one impactful thing that you learned from your own father that's now a big part of your life? Yeah. You know, this is kind of close to home right now, as, as many of you uh, may know, in case you didn't know, my dad actually went to be with the Lord here recently. In fact, just this week, uh, we actually celebrated his his funeral, his life. Um, so right now, that that question is kind of tender for me. Um, you know, my dad was such a was such a great man, and I learned so many things. But if I was to pick one that really has had a lasting impact in my life, it would be the importance that he showed me about being planted and rooted in the church. Let me, let, let me tell you about that. You know, really Psalm, Psalm 92 tells us that we will flourish when we are planted in the church. And then not only will we flourish, we will bear fruit, right? And man, I just saw that in my dad's life. I witnessed it every day of my life, every year of my life. And here's the thing, I'm talking about being rooted, because here, here's the thing, rooted means what? There's, there's, there's things growing down into the ground. But the problem is, if you keep uprooting a plant 
from its pot and goes to another and another. It never has a chance to grow roots. And many times, if you keep uprooting that same plant, how many gardeners do I have in here? That plant might actually die. That's true. Right? If, if you continually keep uprooting the plant and putting it, oh, it's the next pot, it's the next pot, it's the next, it never has time to grow. It never has time to grow. And one of the, the, the great things I saw with my dad is he stayed rooted and planted. In, a, in, in yeah. the church his whole life. You know, missing uh, Sunday service was not an option for us. You know, and, and, and in all candor, my dad and I shared ultimately a, a, a different church, but we always shared the same Jesus. Right. Hear me now. That's good. We, we, we shared a different church, but we shared the same Jesus. Yes. And that's what I always saw in my dad, his love for, for Christ and his love for Christ's church. Because remember... In case you don't really have this in your in your spirit yet, the church belongs to Jesus. Yes, that's it, right. it doesn't belong to you and me. Okay, it actually belongs to Jesus. We just get to participate in His church. That's really good. That's really good. That's so important. And so, this past Wednesday, when we celebrated at my dad's church, his funeral, it was the same church he'd been planted in for forty years. Forty years planted and after the funeral services I actually encountered two different people that took the time to share with me the impact that my dad's life had on them my dad was planted in the church and what I came to see is one he knew it was a place where he could go to hear God's word where he could hear and, and help people and help understand. And then eventually he would help others understand God's word. But he understood it was a place to hear God's word. And he also understood that it was a place where he could serve other people. Right? That's what, he, that's what I saw. That's what I witnessed. That's, if I would say one thing that was probably the most impactful thing that I saw, that my dad, that I learned from him, that I saw him live out, it was that. That life of devotion and living out his faith and living out uh, in a place where he could serve others. That's really good. And, and you, do, you do do that in your life. And so that's, yeah. that's what I'm trying to do now, right? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's what I'm, you know, that one uh, example. That, that's what I'm trying to do with my life. That's good. All right. So the next question, what word of encouragement do you have for those who maybe didn't have the best example or a fa- of a father or maybe someone who just didn't have their dad in their life? Yeah. Give a word of encouragement for well, that. Well, you know, first, if that's your story, and that is some people's story, just know that God can redeem that. Amen. I, I, want, I want you to hear Amen. that. If that's your story, if your dad didn't give you what you feel like you needed, or if he wasn't as present as you wanted him to be. I want you to know that God can redeem that. You see, God is not some far-off, distant uh, father. (laughs) He he is a real father who's actually close to us. He's as close as your next breath. He's as close as the next time you go to pray. That's how close God is. His word actually says that he is a very present help in our time of need. He's not an absent father. Hear me now. He is not an absent father. So even if your earthly father maybe hasn't given you or didn't give you what you really um, felt like you needed to guide you, 
God has always been there to guide you, and he will always be there to guide you. I want you to know that. So you have, an he you have a heavenly father who loves you in a way that an earthly father never can. We're, we're, we're limited, okay? I don't care if you're the best dad on the planet. You're limited. I'm limited. Yeah, it's good. We serve a God who is unlimited. Amen. Okay, his love never fails. His yeah. love yeah, never ends. Yes, come on. His, <laughs> he, he, is, he, he will never let you down. Earthly fathers, guys, we're going we're, we're gonna to let some people down from time to time. Our God will never let you down. He is, the, he is literally the perfect father. Yeah. So lean on that. If, if you didn't get, or even if you're not getting now, something that you would like from your father, earthly, just know you have a father you can, that, who will give you, who will guide you, who will be with you in everything that you need. Amen. That's really good. That's really good. The other, the other thing I'd say is, is, is if that's you. I'd say the first thing to do in, in that scenario is ask God to heal your heart yeah, from that. so good. Because it, that can be heartbreaking. Yes. I, hey, I, I, I hear you. I was blessed to have a great dad. He was not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, okay? He'd be the first to tell you that. So whatever his insufficiencies were, as, as great as his things were, I have to ask God to help heal my heart for maybe some things I didn't get from my dad. Okay, so, let, so go to God and let him heal your heart. That's really good. I, I, that, that's good. Wow. Um, so I love, I love what you, I'm just going to pause on this a second, because I love what you said about take your trauma and your pains that you have related to that, related to not having a father in your life, um, whatever that looked like, if he was there for a while and then left, or he just left altogether. I, I love what you said about taking that pain to God and letting him bring healing. Because it goes back to what you said earlier that I thought was so good that you can't lead someone somewhere that you've never been. So if you haven't been through that healing of that loss or that trauma, you, you know, you can't really lead someone else through the healing process. So I, I, I really want to kind of land on that for a second. That's good stuff right there. That's wisdom. And that's the kind of wisdom that God will give you when you press into him. Um, so yeah, you just give him your heart. Now, when you give your give that pain to God and you press into God, what does that mean? What does that look like? Well, you know, I think what it really means is just for you just go to God, right? You go to God in prayer. You talk to him about it. Say, God, man, I didn't get this from my dad, or this is an area that I'm that I'm needing healing in. I'm needing help. You just talk to God about it. You let him know what you need. You let him know how you feel, and then. And this is the part that we all so often miss. Then we listen. Remember, prayer is, is a dialogue. It's, it's a community. And communication is two ways, right? So when I say listen, it's probably not going to be God speaking to you as he did to Moses in the audible voice. Although that can happen. I'm saying it can happen. But for most people, you may not hear an audible voice. But what you may experience is this when you listen. You might sit quietly and maybe focus on a particular scripture. Let God speak to you through his word. How that word, how what you're reading applies to your life. How you can utilize it. So oftentimes, God, when you listen, God's word will be involved in your listening. He may give you a different way of seeing things, right? He may, he may give you a different perspective. You think it's one way, but as you listen, and you listen for the voice of the Holy Spirit speaking to you, you might get new direction, new guidance, or you might get 
a different understanding about something that happened in the past. You know, when hurt comes, so often we want to paint it with the brush that's in front of us at the time, right? We, we, we color it, our pain, with what we're feeling at the time. That's what our perspective is. And sometimes, when some time can pass, and we can process that pain with God, he can show us, wait a minute, it's not exactly maybe what you thought. Maybe there's something else there that you can learn from. Maybe there's something else he's trying to teach you, help you see. Hey, even from the perspective, hear me now, even from the perspective of the person that hurts you, you know. Oh, that's good. That's real come good. Come on, man. As, let me just say this. As dads, as men, even as people, we're flawed. We have issues. And most of the time, most of the time, your dad, even if he hurt you, was doing the best he could at the time. Most of the time. Maybe he didn't know God. Maybe he didn't have what you have now. God can help you see that. He can help you process that when you listen and you take your stuff to him. That would be the, you know, my number one encouragement to you is go to God with your hurt. Don't ignore it. Don't pretend it doesn't exist. Process your pain with God, and he'll show you some amazing things. That's like the scripture that kind of brings me to the scripture. I pray a lot. When I'm praying with people, I like to pray, God, open up their eyes of enlightenment. In other words, give us eyes to see things differently, because sometimes what, what we see, like he was saying, it's not really the whole picture. And so when we take our hurt to God like that, he gives us eyes to see that, okay, I was with you all the time. I'm going to be with you now, and I'm going to help you walk through this and heal it. So I, that's really good. Thanks, thanks, babe. That's good. So um, I think I have maybe one more question. What does being a godly father look like? Now, I, I want him to speak to this because I know some of you guys aren't fathers yet, but we all have a father. But you're not fathers yet. Maybe you want to be one day, or maybe you need to hear this because God has chosen you to be a father figure to someone else. So tell me what it looks like to be a godly father. Yeah, so first of all, just to pick up on and expound on what you just said, being a father is not necessarily only about biology. Understand that. Being a father is not just about biology. In fact, John chapter 13, verse 34, Jesus told us that we ought to love others as God has loved us, right? And he didn't qualify that to that only applies to fathers and no that actually applies to everybody right so being a godly father is stewarding well and loving those people that god has placed in your life okay let's start with that that's good so let me let me give you an example we're we're a blended family i have three beautiful women in my life that i call daughter has nothing to do with biology i I got three beautiful girls, and I've been with them through junior high. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Bless this mighty man. That's what a godly man looks like. He didn't leave us. (laughs) Through their teenage years. Yeah. Through college. Now through marriage. Yeah. Through them having their own kids, who I get to call my precious grandkids now. And from that, I also got sons. Right? I got sons. Yeah. There are other men 
that God has brought into my life over the years that I get the privilege of mentoring and praying for. In fact, they're, most of them aren't even here in Texas. Some of these other men, I've got you know an East Coast guy, I've got yeah. a West Coast guy, I've got some other guys that are moving every couple years um, that I get the privilege of mentoring, of praying for, of, of being um, present in their lives. That's part of what fatherhood is. And men in this church, hear, hear me. I'm here for you too. I want, I want to be there for you in every way that I can be. That's good. I want to pray for you. I want to give you encouragement. I want to be someone that you can bounce some questions off. I love you. Each and every man in, in this place, I love you. And I'm here for you. Men, remember, you can be that for somebody else, too. Yes, that's good. You that's need good. to be that for somebody else, that's really good. too. You need to be a sounding board. You need to be um, in relationship so that other men can gain from what you have. They can learn from you. This is not a one-man show. The, the body of Christ, it says it's the body. It's not one person, and the body needs all of its parts. And, and men, hear me, there's experiences that you've been through that only you will be able to speak into another man's life about. That's good. That only you will be able to do that. I won't be able to do that. You will, though. So just understand that we need to be here for each other. We need to be here for each other. Now, you don't have to have it all figured out. You don't have to be a Bible scholar. You don't have to be perfect. It's, as my bride often says, God doesn't expect us to be perfect, but what he does ask is that we're perfectly willing. That's, that, it, that's all God's looking for is willing men and women to follow after him and to participate in his church. He does not need perfection. There's only one perfect person that's ever lived, and that's the only one we needed to live, Jesus. Yeah, that's good. Right? That's the only That's one good. that needed to be perfect. You and I didn't need to be perfect. Thank God. Because one perfect man already came. So don't let your imperfections, don't let your flaws keep you from doing what God's needing you to do, what he's calling you to do. That's really good. It's good stuff. Good wisdom. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that with us today. Thank you for um, being willing to to speak life into our our family and that's what we are and you're the dad of all of us so there you go <laughs> Thank well you. it's yeah it's it's an honor i mean i i have to just tell you it's, it's an honor it's a it's a weight but it's such a beautiful honor that that god walks me through and again i'm not perfect any more than you are i'm gonna mess up i'm gonna make mistakes but i'm sold out to god in my life doesn't mean I'm perfect. It just means that there's no higher priority that I have in my life than God. Men, before I close, I, I just want to speak. I'm speaking to the men here just for a minute. Guys, look at me now. Any guy, whether you're a father, not a father, anyone who's a man in this place today or who's hearing this at some point in the future, I want to say something to you. You matter. Your life matters. This world needs mighty men of God. Perhaps like never before. 
Yes, that's right. We women need you men to be mighty men of God. Perhaps like never before, this world needs mighty men of God to step up and take your place. Let me tell you what your place is. First of all, the women in our lives need us to be men, real men. Real men, not, not playing around men. Not just walking around, doing our own thing. Not some version of what the world says a man is supposed yes, to be. Yes, yes. No, what the Bible says a man is supposed to be. That's the kind of men that we need. That's men, that's the kind of men that God needs and wants. I'm talking about mighty men of God who love people, who love people from their heart and who love God more than anything else in your life. Men, hear me. Love God more than anything else in your life, more than your career, more than your hobbies, more than anything else you do. Jesus said the first and greatest commandment is what? To love the Lord your God with all of your heart, not some of it, all of your heart, all of your might, all of your mind, and all of your strength. Jesus himself said is the most important thing about this life. Ladies, that of course, that applies to you too. I'm talking to the men right now. God needs you. This world needs you. Your families need you. This church needs you. Apostle Paul referred to this in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 15, when he said that he was talking to the Corinthians at the time, but he's talking to you and me still. He said, you know, there's lots of guides that you have out there, lots of internet podcasts (laughs) to, to modernize it a bit. There's lots of people trying to guide you, but there ain't many fathers among you. That's what Paul said. And unfortunately for our world, that hasn't changed much. There's a lot of people spewing worldly wisdom out there. But what this world needs is fathers. Fathers who are sold out to God. Fathers who will love Amen. people. Fathers who will protect the defenseless. Amen. Come on. Who will speak up. Yes. Yes. Who will speak up for the things that God says is important. You and I, his word says, are his ambassadors. An ambassador represents the king or the president of the country. We represent God. We are his ambassadors. Men, your life matters. Your life matters. Let me let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, you are the good Father. You are perfect in every way. You will never let us down. You will never leave us or forsake us. And for that, our Father, we are so grateful. When Jesus was in his most desperate times, he called out to you as his Father. And we are calling out to you as our Father, even in this very moment. God, give us what we need as men to carry the mantle that you have placed on us. It's 
it's, it's, it's not a mantle that we can carry by ourselves, but with Jesus, we can. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, Father, you have given us all that we need to fulfill what you've asked us to do. So, Father, help us to lead well. Help us to love well. Help us to follow you well as we lead ourselves and as we lead others to you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray.